Welcome. Welcome to the While My Batteries Charge podcast. Join us as we talk about all things radio control. And now, your host. Folks, this man, he is the king. Mr. CCXRC himself. Tony CC. Tony CC. Hey, what is going on, guys? Welcome to another While My Batteries Charge podcast. We're going to have a great episode today. We've got Joe here from Exo Caged RC. We're going to talk to him. I met him for the first time at USTE down in Florida. Um, I guess it was last month now. Uh, time's flying. Anyway, he's here, and uh, we're going to bring him in here and uh, have a little conversation with him and see what's going on. What's up, Joe? Hey man, what's happening? Not much, man. It's been, it feels like longer, I think, than it's actually been since USTE happened. I know my life's busy. I know you're crazy busy. All the time. Working and working. Yeah. You go from work and then you do YouTube, which people don't realize, but it's a lot of work. It's a, it's a second job. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was really cool to meet you at USTE. USTE was amazing first of all and uh why don't you um you've been there before why don't you we'll start with uste let's talk a little bit about that uh actually no let's let's pause rewind for people that might not know who you are let's start there uh joe from exocage.rc tell us about what you do uh with youtube and kind of how you got into rc well um a little history of the Back when I was a kid, I was into RC and had the Traxxas, Blue Eagle, and all that. And then life happened. I had to get a job, pay bills. And now that I'm a little older in life, I've got all that stuff under control. And now I'm back into these things right here. So um, as far as the channel goes, uh, you know, the whole daily video thing kind of started by accident. Just over a year ago in November, I just had so much content that I had to get up, and I just kept going. So you're um, doing it daily I, now. You you went from how many were you posting before? About three, maybe four, and I just had so much waiting to go that I started going daily. And uh, heck, the last few days, I think I put up two a day. Wow, which is a rough schedule, but I'm gonna cut that back to one a day. <laughs> Two a day, but you had a lot to get through too, probably to get to the stuff that you're currently doing. Um, right. And there's a timeline you got to keep, you know, um, guys, they, that guys that follow your channel, they'll know, I mean, why was your haircut yesterday's video, but not today? Uh huh. You know, they see all that stuff. You know? Yeah. Or they like, so for me, I'm one of those guys, like I'm just anxious to post it. So if I did it that day, I'm wanting to share it, like because I'm excited about what it was. So the holding on to things for me is very tough. Yeah. Um, if I don't hold, like when I get a Saturday off of work or a Sunday with no events that I've got to go take care of, you know, all throughout the week when I get off of work and come home, I set up for that one day. And that one day I record uh, could be six, seven, maybe even upwards of 10 videos Wow! as far as the driving part and the action parts of it. And then when I get back in, 
I usually edit one or two, but I edit during the week and get and put them up. Usually on Mondays or Tuesdays, I may upload three, four, or five videos though. Okay, so you've got them just from doing them on Saturday, and yeah. so that's a totally different schedule than I run. Mine's literally like I go out and and I'm backlogged right now, and I hate it because if I don't get something up the same day that I shoot it, the chances of me getting it up ever. Every day go down twenty five percent. Every day that I I I wait, it's because it's not as interesting to me, and it's my own fault. I'm just I get bored. So, um, like I literally go and shoot something. Yeah, if I go and shoot something, I'm editing and I'm posting it. Like usually at one a.m., it's just done, upload, and then that means the next day I've got something else to shoot because I'm out of stuff. Mine are uploaded, and I and I put them all for the channel members. And okay. sometimes they'll find major issues. Like I'll be recording something I shouldn't have. Uh, you know, like dirt or sky. Yeah, and they'll point it out. <laughs> and they'll point it out and I'll edit it and re-upload it. Okay. It now so that's, that's pretty good. awesome, actually. Yes. I'm going to learn some stuff tonight. I have a feeling. Some tips. Because <laughs> I need to Maybe get into that thing fun. where, because I know JTRC does the same thing where he'll shoot a bunch and have them preloaded. So that if he's not able to shoot a certain day, if it's raining or whatever, he still has stuff he can post. Right, right. I usually try to keep two, three, maybe even four videos just kind of sitting back, waiting for those rain out days. But still, there's a timeline you have to keep. And like, say, I have a whole list of videos that I want to put up, but all of a sudden, now the rift shows up. It's hot. It's fresh. You got to yeah, do it right it then. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So do you reschedule the one that's already up on YouTube or do you just let two drop? It all depends. And okay. I want to see, um, if now, if the video I put up is a flop, if it's dead on arrival, then I start looking at my other videos to try to bring the channel back up. So, okay. but the rip videos have been doing great. It's currently broken after that last bash video. Okay, but you have those <laughs> Vidavon axles on. Well, you broke a um, just a link, right, or a rod end? Yeah, I, I broke a rod end and I bent the rear uh, the rear trailing arm. Trailing arm. Oh, I oh, that's right, one, the plastic one. Right, I took them to work and actually made some plates to go on there. Okay. And tonight I was going to put them back on so I could go video tomorrow, and I left them. Away. Oops. So are those <laughs> the same um, arms, trailing arms, as the SMT ten? No, they longer, um, shorter. They are longer, and the SMT is shorter. And the uh, Losi Baja Ray, the one tenth, is just a couple millimeters shorter, but they work. Oh, okay. Now we got the Vidavon uh, arms that are about to come out as well. So. Okay. So I'll be getting those. Um, I've got on order the new uh, Vidavon housings. I've been doing Vidavon stuff for about years now wow so i've got um i i'm afraid to add up some gift that would hurt my feelings yeah <laughs> especially the udr i think i have everything he has for the udr on there. um a lot of stuff yeah and you're you like the build quality everything because of you yeah, i ordered up the lmt ones so Man, those those things. Did you see how they were torn apart? So you got posted the pictures. It's like a Ford nine inch in there. I got bearing caps and all that, dude. 
It looks yeah. really good. Really yes, good. Does. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and you're running. Um, you have the trio ones on your LMT right now, and um, they but, will come off. They're gonna come off. Well, if you sell them, I know there's a lot of people that would want them. <laughs> Everyone's trying to get their I hands on them anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> you can't find the stuff. It's so hard. Even the plastic yeah. ones, you can't find. Well, they they basically cut all that out, but they did the the redesign, put the webs in there. You know. Yep. But I think email shows May. Yeah. For the new ones, May thirteenth or something like that. Well, it's probably because of Chinese New Year, all that kind of stuff, and then that yeah. is a, a definite slowdown of anything shipping out. So, absolutely. Um, then it's catch up, and then you got to wait for it to arrive, and all the custom stuff and all that. So, it's probably inaccurate by the time things ramp back up and get moving. I think it's a safe call on their part. So you like the rift. You were going nuts with it. Yeah. There's so much power. Yeah. Um, it's got the ca- uh, I've got the Castle Monster Egg with the uh, Holmes 2100 motor in it. And Holmes actually commented in my thread that he recommended a different one for this. And uh, when Holmes comments on your thread about a motor or something, you got to pay attention. Yeah. Because... <laughs> that guy is the motor guy. He knows his stuff, that is for sure. I watch half of his videos and I'm like, you know, at about two minutes in, it's over my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, um, so, so tell me about, I haven't, I haven't even really seen one. I saw it in person. I love the way that the battery and all that kind of fits in there. It's, it's it seems like a nice compartment for it. Um, but other than yeah, that, the, the shocks felt good. Yeah. Yeah, the Rift, the design overall is good. I saw a video today by a guy, and um, he was one of the early testers, and he tried to get them to put a sway bar in it, but for some reason they wouldn't. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, there's an issue on the front, and he actually done what I'm going to do to mine. The On the compression, the top links actually hit the bottom of the battery tray. Oh. So if you try to bring that front down level, you know, so you're lengthening all flat, like what a, a bouncer should be, you only have about maybe a quarter inch of up travel. Gotcha. And if you're bouncing and that axle bottoms out to the chassis, all that momentum goes to the chassis, and now you're up in the air. Yeah. You want that axle to absorb the hit. Not only that, uh, but the weight of the tires they absorb too. It seems like the weight of the truck with the battery there coming down on that axle wouldn't be a good thing either. It's not. And yeah. that could be possible, some of the uh, breakage that we've seen. Um, mm. I, I was told, and I've read a few different times, that the uh, there was a problem in the mick of the plastic. It didn't have the fiber in it or something. And so maybe that's why all the early testers didn't really have any breakage. But then it was released overseas, and everybody's breaking them. Hmm. You know, it's, it's like some people can take it out of a box, set it on a table, and it breaks in half. You know, I don't yeah. get that. When people are saying that about the LMT, too, like, oh, the the yeah. influencers or whatever got them. And so I was one of the people that got one. But the one mm-hmm. that I got was actually from the production run. So you know how they do a production run of them all? And then they put them on a container? Well, they take some of them and they put them on a plane. 
you know, they have them airshipped, but they can't airship them all because of cost. So they'll right, airship right. what, you know, like 18 of them to distribute to people. So it's still coming from that same batch. And so my son of a digger, my, my, uh, my grave digger came early, like cause that was for the video, but my son of a digger that I was beaten up everywhere, that was part of that batch because I had, um, what would have been my son of a digger from the shoot was the one that got run over. And, uh, I let Hitmansky take it home. And he said that he was supposed to get one in the next batch. And so I ended up taking his, but, um, but it, it came from that batch and it did well. I mean, it took a beating thousands of flips. And, um, so it's, it's still, I think even within that, there's some that just, I don't know if it's like at the end of a, a batch or each, you know, the plastics are different over however many hundred it does. And then they have to refill. I don't know, you know? So, um, because mine, I mean, eventually I did strip out the screw, but I'd taken the axle ends off a couple times before I actually stripped that 1.5. Now I have a thing where I don't think it should have been a 1.5 millimeter. I don't think there should have been any 1.5s on there, Way too small out there for something that's that important is too small. Um, mm -hmm. And the trio ones weren't; they were two millimeter. So right. when they but built theirs out, yeah. <clears throat> so there's little things like that. I think it could be addressed even over time. But overall, I'm very happy with the truck, and it's a ton of fun. And I'm I'm guessing that's what... broke my... yeah. I never broke my stock plastic housing, but I'm not in the videos to show something just falling apart or to make negative videos. I don't really care for negative videos. Yeah. I want to promote the hobby. If something happens, then you're going to see it, obviously. Right. But, I don't ever hide anything, but my goal isn't to right. bash people about it. Like, so right. I'm, I'm in the, th the same vein as you because what good does it do? Right. Um, because it doesn't change things, you know, just as it, you could just as easily have a good attitude about it and have things get changed because they don't, and the thing I try and tell people is they don't want to make a bad product. That's exactly. not their goal. Their goal is not to have a bad product because they're in exactly. competition with the other companies. Um, let alone, they don't want you going home and just having a terrible experience. So, right. And they're all hobbyists too. Like they love running this stuff and they want it to work well. So absolutely. Um, but yeah, so, you know, even when I did like there's times where I'm like, well, you know, most of my trucks would break under that. And that's kind of what I find a lot of times. And, um, you know, and maybe it's, it's in the videos. I don't know how it comes across to people because I do a lot of times blame myself when something breaks. And I heard you at the end of the riff video be like, well, that's, you know, it should have broke at that point. Like it's understandable. <laughs> that, was a, that was a bad landing. You beat it hard too, like, and that's got to transfer somewhere now that you've got those Vitavon axles on there. I gotta say, I'm a little bit embarrassed. I know I knew how to correct that. I mean, I did a previous video where I had the whole thing sideways, and, and I was able to tap the brakes and bring it back down. Um, when I went up, the back end was coming up high for some reason. I was thinking, okay, for some reason, I was thinking X Max, which is a totally different beat. So I tapped the brake a little too hard and then I was too late on the throttle and it was just right there and just, yeah, but Hey, th those were good brakes. Those were cheap brakes. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just a rod in and a plastic barn. Yeah. Cause you haven't gone to, to metal arms yet. That's very common with so, those. <laughs> right. 
Because even the SMT-10s, just even the weight of the truck coming down on it can make it crump. I call it crumple. I don't know what the real well, term what is. that's mine. It kind of folded. Yep. They crumple so in. I pulled it back out and made some side plates, which I wish I would have brought them home now. I could have showed you guys. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm watching you, and I, I looked at it at the store, and I'm just like, not, not right now. Because <laughs> I have a custom rock bouncer that's based on a Wraith. Has boom racing axles. They're all AR um, sixty based, mm-hmm. um, Wraith transmission. But I have the hot racing one, so it's all metal geared. And I think the only part that's actually axial still are is the skid plate and the um, the actual wheels and tires are still the Wraith ones. But everything else is, you know, King shocks by RC four wheel drive. And there's some, like you said, you don't like to add it all up. But yeah, it it hurts it hurts my feelings. Yeah. We were talking earlier, and <laughs> and I was doing my taxes today. And I was talking to you about like I was adding some of this stuff up, and I'm like, I'm not actually gonna add it all up. That's the thing. I'm not. Oh yeah. Not gonna do it. Yeah, so. but you gotta add up all your deductions. If not, taxes are gonna eat your lunch. Yeah. Yeah. All your expenses with this, you, you have to treat it like a business. Yeah. And if you don't, you're not gonna be here for long. long. Yeah. Oh, and I did. I did everything, man. So. That the list was very complete, and I think COVID had something to do with the two being home a lot more. I I think that that was a bigger year as far as when I looked at the amount of things through the year, I was like, man, that was a lot. Yeah, so, when COVID hit, my views took a dive, and then they started coming back. Yep, way stronger than what they were before. You know, maybe people were just sitting around the house getting bored. Well, new people have joined the hobby. It's been one of the biggest booms for the industry um, because so many people are looking for something to do with their time um, and, you know, to get outside something to do, you know. Uh, So tell me, we talked a little bit about uh, how you got into it. What made you start making videos on YouTube before you started doing the three to four and all that? I got the TRX4 Land Rover. In 2017, yep, I shot two videos driving down my road. I think they had a brushless uh, Rock 412 in it, you know, just, blast, just blasting around, and all of a sudden it started getting views. And my my buddy said, monetize that. I had 129 subscribers. I was able to monetize. And then when YouTube hit the thousand subscriber, four thousand hours, I was barely above that, you know, just barely there. But I made it and this kept on shooting videos. You know, people started watching them and commenting, and I thought it was awesome. Yeah. And it still is, you know, really. I, I tell you, some of the first stuff that I actually saw of yours was the testing, where you were doing like testing between two different things and you'd set up like little experiments. Yes. Um, I know you've done it with the, um, you've done it with the, the glues, the glue video. Man, that one's doing great. Yeah, I totally remember that one. You sold me on on E6000, and I think you also sold me on Vibratite. Did you do something with Vibratite or no? I don't think I did Vibratite, but when I went into that video, I my number one glue was Amazing Goo. Yeah. That was it. That video changed my glue preference. Wow. So you know, what do you I use now? A, do you I, only use E6000 or do you use? I have about three tubes of E6000, 
maybe some super glue, but yeah, I don't have the other glues anymore. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. It, it, it changed my outlook on it. Yeah. I do yeah. shoe goo still because I don't want it to be fully as, as good as E6000 all the time. Mm-hmm. Like we'll do tires and stuff and we'll just put a little bit in so we can easily remove them, but it'll keep them in place. Like the right. front tires of my uh, drag car, the reefs ones. That's I don't mm-hmm. want my tires getting stuck on there, right? Those those uh, rims. So, those but but they also don't have to do a whole lot of duty, right? They're just front drag wheels. They need to spin and rotate and keep the wheel on. So yeah, um, there there is some G forces if you have to turn them correct. Yep. And then depending on how fast you go, it could have a lot of rotation. Yeah. So. But so far, I mean, with the shoe go around, it has been pretty good. Right, right. But and you can of, still peel it off. Yeah. Yep. Heat it up and peel it off. So, um, okay. So you got in with the Traxxas, uh, TRX4. People started watching. You jumped in. And then yours grew fast then. If you were TRX4 and then already at that 1,000 threshold and all that, you you moved pretty quickly then um, to where you're at I now. Think I yeah. Um, I mean, I just started videos, you know, two a week and then I got to the point where, okay, if I'm going to do two videos a week, I'm good for the next two months. <laughs> so, okay, let's do three a week, maybe four. Wow. And then, uh, November came around and I'm just loaded. So yeah. Bang, bang, bang. So and, how do you, what's the call the what was that? That was when the channel took off, really, on the dailies. Yeah. Um, um, well, people don't know. have to wonder when to come and watch. They know if they come, they're going to have something to watch. So. And I really like to mix it up. You know, you may have a crawler this day or an X Max the next day. Yeah, man. Yeah. So that was the other stuff I saw of you. Some of the first stuff when you started doing some of the big um, X Max stuff, or then you took the Creighton 8S and you put huge power in that. And the tires were ballooning, and you guys were like jumping and landing on each other. There's a bunch of you guys out there. Man, that's our Thursday night fashion. We'll get out there. It's an abandoned lot with a drain field. Yeah. We'll put ramps up, some bike ramps, and we'll sit there and just do front flips, back flips, and just have a blast. And we'll park one at about the landing area, and that's your target. See if you can hit it. We're just having fun. That's awesome. But it was that stuff. Cause I've, I, you know, I was into crawling, um, a lot more back in the day. Um, because at work, I, I li- I worked about five minutes from a great park where there was all these woods and like the BMX jumps. And so every day at lunch I would go and I'd either shoot a crawling video or a bash video. And then at night I would edit it and upload it. And so almost daily, if, if the weather was good, I had content. Uh, and then the, there was a hobby shop that had tracks, indoor tracks and outdoor, that was five more minutes than that. So within 10 minutes of work, I had a whole bunch of stuff I could do. Well, I quit that job, and now it's like 25 minutes for me to get to those trails, and the hobby shop closed. So um, I don't have the trails. Like every once in a while, I'll you know a buddy will meet, say, hey, let's meet up Saturday morning and hit the trails. But other than that, like... I don't have trails that I go to, but there is a new hobby shop that opened that has an indoor course. Um, and I have a membership okay. there. So I got, I'm getting back into it. USTE 
so Axial Fest Badlands really got me back into crawling. Um, it was amazing there. And then going to USTE, I hadn't crawled. Like the SCX 10.3 I built for Badlands last July, I hadn't used. I hadn't even problem sh uh, troubleshooted the problem with the axe system that I had bought for it, um, which was the longer 550. And I guess there's some issues with it. But anyway. Yeah, back to the motor. If you have a servo up against it or something, you can actually pick up some interference. The magnetic. Well, I took it out and put it near nothing, and it's still. If you hit forward, go reverse, and it just it just does this really weird. It was oh, messed wow. up, and I didn't go in water with it or anything. I don't know. Sometimes they go bad, and again, I'm not gonna write them off for it. I have a 1200 kV axe system that's amazing, and I have the mm -hmm. fusion system, which is amazing. I love that little fusion. Yep. So I put the Fusion into the SCX 10.3 and it's been great. So um, I took, well, I ran it at um, USTE, but that really got me back into it. Getting the stuff ready for that, getting the Gen 8 ready for that. I'm ready. Like I went crawling already since I've been back with some buddies. I'm going to go up to the trails and go again. But so it wasn't until you, I saw, I think it was probably the Crate and 8S stuff with you when I really started like, okay, I'm going to like check back in on this guy and see what his videos are. Um, and then I'm watching your creep videos. And as you build your backyard track of just, you've got so much back there now uh, with the different courses. Yeah, I, I would hope that's a lot of work. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, uh, Javier. 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 Yeah. Yes. Operation 11 um, Charlie. He's going to be in my backyard this Sunday. Okay. So I've been back there cleaning it up, getting things dressed up. We're going to have pizzas and crawling and all kinds of stuff. And he's bringing the right guys back. up, right? I heard. Yes. That's awesome, dude. Yes, sir. He is. That group. So I, I've known Operation 11 Charlie Javier since they first started doing their first rig. Um, and gave in toward what they were doing, buying stuff. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of spare parts that I thought were good enough to send down, so I just helped monetarily. Um, and have been with them and following them ever since. And uh, I'm, I'm working to hook them up for Axial Fest to make sure they have some Axial rigs. And um, I already ordered and shipped one down to them to get ready. Um, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to build something or just buy something and do some slight modifications to your ability to do it. But at the USTE, I'm going to give him an entire setup to give away. That's um, awesome. I saw a lot that I really liked about that. So I'm definitely going to be a part of it. Yeah. It was cool to see it in person, to go out on the trail with those guys for the first time and to see yeah, man, the excitement. We were out there. We caught up with them. Yeah. And then they were doing that one tree one. Remember the, the, that was the big one and they were so geeked about that. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. So UST, well, talk about your track. What a couple things. And people ask me about this. How do you get permission to do it? Just go for it. Or, uh, do you have to get permission to do it or you just went oh, for it? Backyard? Yeah. What's well, my backyard? Yeah. You just, just go <laughs> for it. Yeah, dude. I don't. Um, I have a mortgage. Yeah. I'll go back there and do it, you know? Yeah. If I was renting, it would be different. But uh, luckily, I'm actually buying the place. So. Okay. Yeah, I just, 
I've actually got permission from both neighbors to build all the way out to like triple my size. Wow. But I learned a lesson at my local hobby shop years ago because we actually built a racetrack. I was a race director and I raced and all that stuff. When you build on other people's property, you're going to end up losing it. Yeah. So that's why I'm not building on their property. I'm just staying on my own. Well, you do like competitions and you have people out there with you. That's more, I guess, like people come in, no issues, or you've got parking to handle. I don't know like how it all works. Yeah, you got space. Okay. I used to host wheel truck events back there. I had big three and four foot culverts back there, uh, big piles of rocks. That's where most of the rocks came from, a rock pile that I had that we used to do competition. We had log crossings back there. So you, um, you got nope. some room around you. <laughs> yeah, I had trailers, all kinds of stuff in the yard. I had 20 different vehicles. And at that time, I did have the neighbor's yard cleared off, and I used that for staging. Okay. So, yeah, I've been, I've been hosting events. You got good neighbors, man. Magazine. Been on TV a few times. <laughs> That's so cool. But, yeah, so you, you've got the space. My people always ask me, like, your neighbors put up with that, like with the elect, the gas cars and just the dust. And, um, and I haven't actually had a bunch of people out yet. And that's the thing I'm worried about is I don't have a ton of parking. So they'd be like parked in the street and all that. So I wouldn't want to draw too much attention to it because right. we can probably only fit maybe 10 cars in our driveway. Um, well, I'll tell you, your, your monster truck course, you got that thing set up pretty good. It's you a lot of fun. The, the little humps and the bumps right where they're at and you know how to hit them i can tell <laughs> i've been i've been trying to learn and i've no, i've actually yeah. i've tightened it up because you know everybody all the bashers want it like spread out and like big air but for actually for the monster trucks keeping it tight like that and not having full speed and just getting the little pops it's actually way more fun um it's more, it's more scale too yeah so that's what I've tried to do is dial it back. And I still will throw it off the big ones every once in a while. <laughs> of course. Yeah, you got to. But I try to make them a mix so that they're big enough for the big trucks, like the, the Raminator, but it's not too big for the other trucks to hit. And then the wood ramps fill in and help kind of fi- fix yeah. that out. But I really want to do something crawler. The problem is we've got, like, copperheads and all that out here that I don't mm. really like giving nesting homes to all the snakes. Here we have what we have water water moccasins yeah and rattlesnakes. Okay, do you deal and with them? Spiders. I have the last rattlesnake I saw was probably about fifteen years ago, and I'm pretty sure it was close to like a world record, fourteen feet or something. Holy moly! Its body was like this big around, but I've never seen it since, and I was probably only about twenty feet away from it. Um, I have to assume that it had just eaten and it wasn't hungry, which is why I'm here talking to you. Wow. <laughs> I know I walked past, I know I walked past that thing a few times because I was back there moving rocks and stuff. Yeah. So we, we go time. into like once it gets warm, we don't go into the woods and stuff around here. So we're right off a swamp. And so we have yeah. the moccasins right there and we have the the copperheads. My neighbor got bit by one. Um, mm. in a, in a pile of, um, I guess debris stuff he'd had his house worked on, but he was picking up all the wood pile and throwing it into a dump trailer and got bit. He thought it was a nail. So he went back in, got bit again, I think. 
he was in the hospital for a day and a half or something. And then recovery was just a mess with his hand and all that, like movement and all that. So yeah, we were a little bit leery. If I did anything, I'd probably try and do it more like yours where you cement in the areas so that there's not spots yeah. for them to hide in. I wouldn't just stack rocks or anything. Yeah. There are a few areas that I, I, I am worried about and I got to get back to the mixture and actually fill them in. There are a few little pockets that they can get into, but like what you said, sealing all that in to keep them from being able to get in there is a big deal. Okay. Very cool. It's for, for safety, everybody else, for everybody involved. Do you have a favorite rig right now? That, uh, of your rigs that you have, is there one that you just are drawn to the most? One crawler and one basher. We, we'll, we'll do that. We won't make you choose one. <laughs> the crawler that I tend to grab most every time is that Axial Superlight. That little thing, it just, it's amazing. Every time I think I build past it, like with Optimus 3, it's awesome. But I go back and I drop Superlight and I'm thinking, I haven't built any better. Okay. It's amazing. And as far as bashers go, X-Max. Yeah. I loved my X-Max. I'll tell you what. I got rid of it because it was a success. Mm -hmm. And I was going to get an ADES and I just never did. Uh, but I wanted to get rid of it while it was still able to be gotten rid of. And uh, yeah, I, I keep looking I, at them. I recently picked up another X-Max. And... uh it's my second one, and the goal is to keep it stock just for reviews, comparisons, and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. Um, if I do any mods to it, the mods will come off. Okay. You know, like gearing changes or something like that. I had actually left mine completely stock. It was bone stock, the 6S one I had. Um, everybody wanted more power, more speed, but you've seen my yard. You run out of real estate real fast. Exactly. Um, and I didn't really feel the need for it. Like it's still pretty, the, even at six S back then it was still moves. Now where you're running it, like where you've got big wide open fields, the only thing I would probably want it for is backflips. They couldn't backflip. Um, that's the issue I've yeah. got with a stock one. It doesn't have the wheel speed. Yep. You know, it doesn't have the power speed. And I was explaining that to a guy the other day. He was like, man, I want to get backflips on this. Okay. So. You're going to have to gear up the spinning tires faster to get that gyro effect to bring it around. And uh, it's like racing. When you're racing a 1.8 buggy, you have so much control in the air. It's crazy. The e-buggy is the same way. Short course, you don't have quite that much. But you have an X-Mac with a nice big set of tires on it. Yeah, you can pitch that thing. You yep. can turn the tires and turn it sideways. Um, just like I did with that rift. You can whip it. Yep. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I need to get another one. It's just whenever, like, so, and I know you have to think about this too. And so that's what I love talking about with other people that are, are dealing with some of the same things that I have to deal with. I'll start saving that money up for it. And when I get there, Losi drops a new drag car or um, Arma drops or Traxxas drops a Haas. So I was saving for the X-Max and they dropped the Haas, but I'm like, everybody's got an X-Max, not going to get the same amount of views as if I spend the money on the Haas. And so I'm yeah, thinking with my business hat on, like I will make more exactly. money 
I will get more money back if I buy this. Now I want this one for my personal collection, but I need that money to go into to something that's going to pay back. And it's a sad thing because some people will actually hear this and think, oh, you guys are not in it for the fun anymore. Now you're in it for the dollar. But that's not really the case. No, it's still fun. Everything you guys see behind me when I'm out there driving and I'm laughing and I'm, you know, like, holy cow, that's legit. Yeah. You no, know, most of it's luck, but still, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, and I have all my fun stuff already. Like, I don't, I, I don't think I've smiled as much ever as when I got the Raminator. Like, just ear to ear the whole time. Like, there was this, and there's like a nervousness when you drive it too. So you're just kind of like, it's, it's a different, different level. Um, but then the LMT came out and it just makes me just, I laugh. I, I love that it gets upset. It gets on two wheels. You can save it and it looks as, especially if you do slow motion, it looks absolutely amazing to watch how that truck recovers from things that you, yes, it, it recovers like it was an X max or something, but it's a solid axle truck. Yeah, I did a video that went up today. Um, it was with the LMT with the uh, 2650 Tekken. And there were a few comments about, oh, man, you really driving that thing good. And I told him, I said, it's a real easy truck to drive in the air. Yeah. You know, it's easy to drive in the air. And then you try to explain to somebody how to drive in the air. And that can get to be a whole different topic. Yeah, and but that one just pops and it'll stay level. Like, yeah, you can just pretty much let off and it'll just sit. I watched. I just did a race video from it because we just raced him for the first time. So much fun, I saw that. absolute blast. And we didn't get the run, but I had like, so I think the the Creightons in that up to six S. Some of them running, uh, most run at four S because our tracks are pretty small for the monster trucks. But right. we, we've always had this electric class that was either, back in the day, a lot of HPI Savages. You know, back then it was Nitro. There wasn't all this solid axle and whatever. They were doing monster truck racing with Savages and that, uh, E-Revos, uh, or even the Nitro ones. And um, so now it's come to where it's more solid axle. And that's good because it's what they wanted to be way back in the day was solid axle, realistic. and um, But they still run that class. And... They were running like 15 seconds or whatever. I mean, these they're stinking fast, low to the ground. And uh, and then I, I did my pro mod. I think it was 19 or 20 seconds was the fast lap pro mod, um, pro modified. So you can pretty much stick in whatever power you want. Um, 2.6 wheels, you know, the bigger uh, tributes and all that. And then... But then they had an LMT class for the first time, and there wasn't any really rules on it because they wanted to see if a box stock could compete with a kit version where people could put in whatever motor they wanted. And man, like mine was a box stock, son of a digger. I pulled it out. It wasn't the one you saw. I, I, I have that and a grave digger in the box, and I have a kit over my shoulder here. But I pulled it out and basically put like the safety hoops on it. Uh, safety mm -hmm. loops for the drive shafts, which don't do anything. They just look cool. Um, right. And they're fragile because they're 3D printed. And I put on the Freestyle RC axle braces. And then um, I didn't have any tires for it because I gave Barry Musauer my... Um, he he was asking if anybody had Son of a Digger wheels. I said, dude, here's a set. 
And um, so I didn't have any, but I had the pro line, the new ones, and some wheels to put them on, low-sea wheels. And those things hooked up, first of all. But it got 17-second lap time, like 16.9 or something. It was faster wow. than, way faster than any of the pro mods. When I went back and did the other pro mod or the qualifying for the other, they felt slow. I'm, like, hitting the straightaway, like, that's it? Because they're just... But I was only doing the, the, the LMT at like half throttle because it was too much power for that little space. And so that all to say, it's a pretty, pretty killer truck out of the box, but I don't even know where it I was is. going with it. <laughs> well, I don't remember where we started talking before I started chatting away, but you've got one and you were running it down at the, um, the USTE, you had it with you. I had it with me, but I didn't get a chance to drive it. I was just so busy with the booth and then trying to cover the events. And everything. Oh, you didn't erase it in the little no, racing? Sir. That's right. You were filming on the other side. Yes, sir. It was really fun on that track. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, the first year that I raced down there with the uh, monster trucks and all that, I was racing my black truck with four-wheel steer. Yeah. And um, I got the win. Oh yeah. Truck. Um, the course was actually smaller than what we had, and with the four wheel steer, all I was doing was just driving around the crashes. Yeah, because <laughs> you wasn't turn. going fast. That's. Funny. I just wasn't the ones in the crash. Wow. So <laughs> the first one I did, I won that. Um, the you know they did the two qualifiers, but I was like third or fourth in the actual. But it's tough because, like you said, the crash. I was in second, at, right behind first, and a guy came. From the end, from the back, and jumped across the course and landed on me and got stuck. And at that point, you're just—I think I may have caught that on video. Oh yeah, it took a while yeah. to undo them, and at that point, it was just trying to yeah, catch up. I mean, the whole course is barely three trucks wide. Yeah, you know, there's not a lot of room for this thing. It was really fun though. Like I would, I would never want to do it where it counted for anything, because you do have that like where people in last can take you out on accident. But um, for just fun, like racing each other for fun, it was some of the most fun I've had doing racing. So talk about USTE. You've been several years now. I was, I've been there every single year. Every single year since it started? Yes. And, and the very first one, it was awesome. I was able to get a lot of video out of it, you know. And the trail work that they put in, you saw the trail work. You know, they're out there working three to four months before we ever get out there. And they're only open for the event. You know, I mean, then at, as soon as everything is closed up, they open the gates and the cows come back in. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, it's just for that one event. And uh, Rob... He's just done a phenomenal job. He has a great team behind him. Yeah, he does. Uh, it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal job, and they've got better every single year. This so year, why do you come over. back year after year? So that'd be the question I'd ask you. Like, what makes you? You've been there now. You've seen it. You've done it. What What brings you back every year? Because it's just a phenomenal event. I mean, it really is. It's just phenomenal the way it flows. The way there's always something going on. You know, even if you don't have the capabilities to get out on the trails there's enough going on right there in the main area that you got plenty to do you know it's just, it's just awesome and then all the vendors 
I always go there ready to do some shopping every yeah. time. And I'll never leave it handed. <laughs> yeah, I did not leave empty handed. <laughs> it was it was my first time there. Mm-hmm. And you know, because again, we get a little bit different perspective as people trying to make content. Um, I hung around the middle probably too much because I was trying to get everything that was happening to show all the different elements of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But for somebody that's just coming, that's a big trail guy. I saw some of them park their cars and go straight to the trails and they'd be, and then you'd see them come back hours later. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that they were literally there to hit what they'd built for them, which is awesome to know that people were out there enjoying what they spent so much time building um, but then if, if there wasn't like for my wife or for anybody else that may have just been sitting around, there was so much going on in that center to just watch and take in is very cool. Mm-hmm. I think it was a couple of years ago. The gen eight was fresh, it was fresh to the market and all that. So me and three other guys, we made the goal to hit every single trail with the gen eight. Wow. And we did, man, our knees were hurting. I'm going to say we were wore out, man. But we got every single trail there with Gen 8. Wow. <laughs> That's really impressive. It was a lot of walking. In some of those trails, you know, I know it's built for the uh, the dollhouse trucks, but some of them are have some very tricky spots. Like that, yes. that log that I just didn't even, after a second I just gave up on because we were trying to get to the bridge. Your yeah. truck split it super, I mean, it's first try easy for you. But with my dollhouse, it would have taken me several attempts, especially with the slippery wheels that I had, to try and get the wheels on that thing just right to, to make it across. Right. Well, I mean, I was running the Jake Concepts landmines. Those are phenomenal tires, especially around this area. You know, um, they were larger and everything, so I kind of had a pretty big advantage yeah, you guys, you and Rich, you know, yeah. concept. When I was so, running one point sevens, so and it's a narrow truck. Yeah, and I'm driving a monster truck around. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I took my, uh, I took the SCX ten out the next day, and uh, it was awesome. <laughs> so, but um, okay, I we'll wrap up here. I'll have to have you on some other time. There's so many questions I would love to ask you. Um. But somebody new, like you're saying you try and present the, the positive side of the hobby. Why do you RC? What would you tell somebody about why they should get into it um, if they were really on the edge of like, is this something that would, I, it's really worth doing? RC, um, when you look at hobbies, you know, um, there are good hobbies and there are bad hobbies. There are good habits and bad habits. RC... I think is one of the cleanest and best hobbies out there. If you're young and you're getting into RC, these things behind me, you're going to have to work on them. So you're going to gain skills, mechanical skills. You're going to learn gearing, power, gearing, geometry, all these things. So you gain skills that, believe it or not, they do translate to the real world. You know, gear mesh, setting that stuff up right, you actually can use that. Especially if you're like me as a as a as a mechanic, that's my day job. So, and there's so much to learn, and there's so much you can do with it. So many aspects. 
You got the crawlers, you got the bashers, you got the racers, you got boats, you got planes, helicopters, and there's so many different ways to drive them. And you know, there's no real wrong way to drive them as long as you're leaving with a smile on your face and having fun. That's awesome. That is so true. And I am not a mechanic. Uh, my dad taught me nothing about cars. Uh, and everything that I've learned about how they operate has been from remote control cars. Uh, There's a lot of mechanics. These are machines. Yeah. They are. So I tell people, I'm like, I feel so much more confident doing anything with my car now, real car or RV, whatever, looking at what's going on with it after having driven these and seeing you know, you go into a, you know, a, a Jeep store or whatever and look at the aftermarket parts and they look like the ones that they sell for the SCX 10s, the same setups. Have you seen the, the uh, Instagram post from Skater Fab? No. People are buying his bumpers. Oh, yes. And they're mad because they come in a box like this. Yeah. And it says everywhere that it's scale and not for a real size truck. Scalar Fab. Yeah. So. And actually, Troy started right here in Jacksonville with me. Okay. They, he actually helped me clear the tree limbs behind our hobby world and build our first crawler course. That's amazing. He brought his tracker and helped us build our, our racetrack. That's so yeah. cool. Small world, man. They're good people. World. They're very good people. I just bought um, parts for them for my SCX 10.3 that I picked up there. And then mm -hmm. I saw his UMG 10, which is a truck I wanted to build to bring down there. And I just ran out of time. So I got it after seeing all the upgrades Scalar Fab had for it. And I promptly ordered all of their upgrade parts, bumpers, um, you name it, what what they had for it, the, wow. the side uh, rails and all that, skid plates kind of stuff. Speaking of small world, remember RC Car Action? Yes. Like the late 80s and early 90s? Yep. And an editor in there named Wally David. Okay. Does that name ring a bell? Wally David. Yeah, he used to do the editorials and all for RC Car Action. Well, he actually lives here in Jacksonville now. Oh, really? He was actually working with me at the track for race directing. I was race directing, and uh, and it was, my, it was my turn to race, and I said, have you got this? He goes, yeah, yeah. I handed him the mic, and I knew at that point I was out of a job. He was that good with the computer and just calling out the laughs and everything. Wow. He, he owned it at that point. He was awesome. Very cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know where you are. You're in Florida. No, I'm um, just west of Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. And you had just done the thing with JER RC, too. I just saw that video yep. you'd posted. Went up there, saw him. Um with his chassis and that I just posted a video showing the, the bolt on one um, and running that, that, that definitely shortens up the truck. So you can put any type of body on it that you want. That's been sold for like the SMT tens and stuff. So that's nice. Um, but anyway, man, it's very good chatting with you again. This was awesome. I don't want to take up your whole night. I feel like I could sit here and talk for hours about YouTube, about cars, about probably could. <laughs> and so I'm going to keep it short because we're about 45 or 55 minutes, but take away about five because we had a technical glitch that people don't, won't know about. Um, but we did. We had my internet die in the middle of this. So <laughs> I was trying to show my tires 
and I showed my LMT and everything, mentioned the Vitavon arms. Oh, there we go. Right have a little here. advertisement. <laughs> Wait, what's that for? What's that arm for? Uh, these are for the LMT. Oh, my goodness. There. So, yeah, um, so I can see. Oh, so no rod ends. There are no, there are no rod ends. It's full 70 75. And I can't show to you. Get rid of the slop. I will end the video. You know how you get some of these rod in the middle and they got that cute crest in piece that comes out? Yeah. These aren't it's like captured. It. Yeah, it's full captured. It's machined into it. And the ball is actually like a two piece deal. Once it's in here, it's in here. That's wild. And it doesn't come out. As far as the slot goes, I would have to say probably less less than a millimeter. You have to have room to work. Right. But uh but the yeah. current one you can pick the truck up and go like this and it the whole thing shakes oh, left yeah. to right. Especially those mine. Side <laughs> those, those side hitches weak those four links. Yeah. I finally broke one of the four links. Um which I'd I'd ordered a, an extra set just to have on hand. I was trying to get a bunch of spare parts, grub screws, all that kind of stuff. And I like to be the guy at the track if somebody needs something, I have it. So mm -hmm. um I'll have rod ends, I'll have extra links in case somebody bends one or whatever but yeah so i didn't i'll be able to replace it but uh, i'm gonna need to get those for my bash truck not necessarily maybe my race truck too if it really takes the slop out these things are awesome let me know if it keeps it driving straighter you know because they kind of twist a little okay yeah i've i've actually got it showed when i was taking the truck like this once i put these on i'm going to show the difference Okay. I'm just curious if it does on the ground. I call it skating. Like, I don't know why it's like skating on ice or whatever, sliding. Uh, but it well, tends to I do have, that. Yeah. I have million weight in the rear diff on my LMT too. So that may make it slide a little bit too. It's great for donuts. Yeah. I saw you when you're trying to get it to, to do donuts out mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And then you're like, that I've might be too much. <laughs> I've got a video uh, tomorrow that's coming out showing the uh, Bauhaus uh, low center of gravity battery tray. Okay. The metal one? Mm-hmm. Nice. So I got that, and uh, I I uh, sent him a few more ideas. Nice. Help get that CD down a little bit. In the stock chassis, by the way. That's cool. It does look cool. The stock chassis looks cool. I know that there's weight up there and the racers are. But I tell you, mine felt really good when we raced it the other day. I hope that they keep a fairly stock class to the the point of, I don't know. Part of me wants them to keep the chassis, like make it not be taken off just because of that weight, because the way that the shocks work with that upper weight, like shock on axle, you you do monster truck stuff. It's tough to do right, but that truck when you jump it, it they got it. It lands, man. It does. It's very impressive it for on axle shock setup. If they keep. If they require the factory chassis, factory axle, um, has to be about the main thing you had to keep it at LMT, right? Yeah, but I don't know if they'd allow shock on. Well, could they change the trailing arms? You know, because at some point it'd be. Guys already making trailing arms for it. But would you allow that in the class? Because at that point, why not just put it in Pro Mod? True. I think that the shotgun axle, they've been trying to get that where it's a more of a real monster truck looking class. I think that would be the one. Some people are doing a, a, a regulator. No, not regulator. A, um, what they call that class? 
Renegades. Renegade. Renegades. Class, I think. Where it has to be shotgun axle has to have a full chest, full cage. It can't be like the, like, the little boxes with all the holes to put. Ever it has to look like a, a monster truck chassis. Some of those uh, quad busters, the way they're set up. Yep, so has to be shaft driven. Yep, and um, so they want it to to be more real, handle more realistically. And that's what I'm thinking. Man, the LMT class could almost be that if you force them to stay shotgun axle. Uh, four stock axles, four, um, yeah. What if they also limit it to 2S, make it kind of like a bracket spec class? The only problem with that is that if people buy kits. Drive. If pi- people buy kits, they would have to get a spec motor then, which is fine. Uh, the stock motor is not a bad spec motor because then people can just buy it out of the box and race. I think that's more, than, more important than anything is to have a class where somebody could just walk into the hobby shop, buy it, and start enjoying the league we did that with our our skating for the gen 7 yeah and believe it or not it was actually a good class but after three years it just went away yeah uh, but yeah you could buy a box stock 200 dollars truck and go out there and compete with other box stock i say box stock we had to have a few dur- few durability mods to it yeah like metal spool you know different things like that yeah that I could see that people allowing different servos, things like even in the spec, like, okay, so somebody mm-hmm. could use the stock one out of the truck, but why not allow them to have one that's a little more durable or a little faster? Um, but even, even the gearing's not, or the motors we found wasn't too bad. If, because people, if you're running a stock truck, people can put like massive things in and run 4S, but you're still overpowered. Like either way, the stock one's overpowered or the one that you put in is overpowered. So, and, and, and just like you were driving like half throttle, yeah. you get somebody with less experience and they try to pull full throttle on that, you just beat them. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so it, it, it wouldn't be an advantage to go bigger with the motor. Maybe to have something censored would be an advantage. Censored. It would definitely be an advantage. But um, yeah, uh, otherwise you could race them with uh, diff oils and stuff like that to tune them. You know, which they're not going to be able to regulate because they're not going to be able to check that anyway. And, and for maintenance reasons, people have to open up and work on stuff. So, right. yeah, I just hope my main thing is I want the the shocks on the axles. If I were to choose something, but that um, is a very scale aspect of it because you don't see any real monster trucks with shocks on arms and all that. Yeah, and it's a distinct advantage too, like against the people that might have a box stock but anyway joe i i keep on thinking of things to talk about so i'm gonna go ahead and wrap it here and we'll right, uh, we'll just right. have to agree to do another one of these maybe we'll do a live yeah, one right. so other people can ask questions uh and, and pop yeah. in there so well thanks for for jumping in here and uh i know you got projects to get to and we'll catch you next time thanks for everybody for tuning in and watching thank you for having me